Welcome back. I'd like to start off our conversation this week with a question. Do you feel restored? Did you start your day feeling completely rejuvenated and restored, working at full capacity to start your day refreshed and renewed? And here's the thing I've noticed, that we live in such a hustle-focused world that the quality of our restorative actions and patterns is not very high, and we also don't prioritize them. Just as much as we want to do and take action and achieve, we also want to recharge ourselves, to nurture ourselves. And so this week I thought it would be fun because it's something I've found a lot of benefit from to talk about restorative sleep. Now, sleep has become less and less of a priority for a lot of people. So for myself, over the last few years, I've been learning more about sleep. You know, what constitutes rejuvenating sleep, restorative sleep, and just practicing things and finding out for myself, hey, does this have value? Is this a real game changer? And I definitely found out for me that it was. And so I wanted to share some of them with you and some ideas with you. But most of all, just invite you this week in your own life to start exploring more restorative sleep. Now, the reason that it is called restorative sleep is because it restores our resources, both physically, like in our cells and in our bodies, but also emotionally and spiritually. And for sure, starting each day with a full tank, (laughs) so to speak, is how you want to live your life. And what I found that I was doing I call it robbing Peter to pay Paul with my energy and with my resources. And that was really creating this slow drain and drip that was just depleting me. So I started to crack open this idea of, hmm, (laughs) how can I look at my sleep patterns? What can I learn about sleep? And most importantly, what can I practice? In doing that, I honestly found that some of the most helpful things were the easiest to do. So I am not suggesting anything complicated or a big change in your life or changing a whole bunch of things. I'm just going to share a list of a couple of really easy things and a little bit about my experience with it. And you can grab one or two things off this list and this week, explore it. See what it does for you. See how you feel. And while you can, look up this topic online, find all sorts of things, and you've probably heard a lot about it. I am going to just suggest the three most simple and easy things that I have found to have the biggest impact. Again, just pick one, maybe more than one if you're really feeling it, but just start with one. And one of the biggest things that really surprised me, and I have a funny story to tell around this, is room darkening. I really didn't realize how much the light was affecting my circadian rhythms. I've read a lot about it. But you know how it is, you stick to your patterns and your habits rather than taking factual information and using it. But once you do, you realize there's a reason it's factual information. And I was always one to sleep with a hall light on. So I'd have that hall light coming into my bedroom, a nightlight. I have a bathroom adjoining my bedroom. So the nightlight would be glowing into my bedroom. And sometimes with the curtains open and the light from the outside coming in. So the very first thing that I did was I didn't go purchase anything new. I just started turning off the light in the hall and closing my bedroom door, closing the bathroom door. I took the nightlight out. 
and then shutting my curtains. But also I just went and found kind of like a, a heavy knit blanket kind of thing to hang over the window at night. Game changing. Wow. I fell asleep so much faster. And it really makes sense because your senses, not only just the light, but your senses aren't being stimulated. And it's also lovely if you enjoy imagining or visualizing when you go to sleep, as I do, for that as well. And the reason that's a funny story to me is because when I was younger, I had like kind of afraid of the dark, right? (laughs) So this was, at my age, a new area in life to be like, it's okay. It can be completely dark. And what I've discovered, it's more than okay. It's absolutely fabulous. The other thing that I found very helpful is going to bed at roughly the same time. So I kind of found a time that if I go to bed at this time, knowing when I wake up, this is going to give me a reasonable number of hours of sleep and just getting into that habit. And the third thing, which I got to say, I think at some point it it has to become a definite. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to preach. I have been on both sides of this fence, but no electronics at bedtime or within experts say an hour before bedtime. I'm not going to lie. I will be... 20 minutes before I get ready for bed, checking my phone or something. But it's not only the light and how that affects our circadian rhythms, but the stimulation, even the psychological and the spiritual stimulation. And another really big thing is turning off the television. I used to watch good shows. You know, I'm like, hey, this is good programming. It's not mainstream news or something and set my timer. But when I really thought about it, I was like, you know, that's all going into my subconscious It's taking time away from my prioritizing what I want to visualize and think about and prepare myself for rest and for my next day. So just to recap, three things. Pick one, just one if you want. Room darkening, going to bed at the same time every night, and no electronics at or with or as part of your bedtime routine. So explore that this week. Rejuvenate yourself. It's really amazing. As you do this or anything else, remember to celebrate yourself. Celebrate your wins. What gets measured gets improved upon. I'll talk to you next week.